Hey, Brendan. Hey, Alan. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the companion miniatures gaming podcast for Dice Over Everything, where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right, tough question. What have you been up to for the hobby this week? Ooh. Five minutes. Luckily, I've done a lot. Oh, nice. Because I was thinking if we're starting to make these podcasts more often, which we'll talk about near the end, Mm -hmm. that... It's going to be maybe even less than a week for what you had to do, so we're really going to get cracking to make this work. Anyways, that's just I using know. up time from this I'll question. just pretend and split up the things I've done to, to, for, for each one. Uh-huh. Okay, so basically on Thursday we had our Frostgrave night, and this was a campaign we're playing Maze of Malcor. So Maze of Malcor requires a whole bunch of uh, sky gondolas, and so I basically spent a bunch of time making from scratch a bunch of – I want to reuse them. Uh, so I made them <clears throat> dinghies. And yeah, technically so- the sizing of the Sky Gondola is quite big. It was five inches by two inches. So, so yeah. So I basically made a whole bunch of dinghies that I could reuse when um, Blood and Plunder comes out and I'm able to get my Blood and Plunder stuff. So these weren't like sky dinghies, because if it was a sky dinghy, you'd see the bottom of the boat, and the boat wouldn't be flat on the bottom. But were, are they just like... So So here's the thing. In the fluff uh, of the th- in the in fluff of what the sky gondola is supposed to be, it is supposed to be a flat-bottomed boat. And I think that's possibly because you're expected to raise a water boat one inch above the ground mm-hmm. and make it be like, oh yeah, that's just how sky gondolas are supposed to be. They're just like like normal gondolas except with like the the bottom part. So, so I saw the, you know, yep, I saw in the pictures that one person had brought the sky coach by WizKids, I believe, or was that something different that I was mistaken? No, I made four of them. Mm-hmm. And one of the other players brought the gondola from, which is actually really nice. It's a resin gondola from, what's that game? Carnivale. Okay. So are you talking about the one with wings? Yes. That one is what I made. Oh, I thought someone just took the wings off of this. The no, man. I totally gondola. made that scratch build, man. Okay. So that'll be my sky gondola. I made it a little bit more fancy. Because, uh, you know, everyone – well, everyone escaped with one gondola, so we could continue to play it until you destroy it. Or you could spend a 1,000 crowns in the campaign to get it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I built that one. That's what took me a lot of time, honestly. And then I painted it uh, red and yellow, kind of like uh, – now that I think about it, kind of like the One Piece uh, pirate ship. Yeah. Okay, I haven't watched One Piece, but hopefully more of the listeners are into the animes. Yeah, so, so it was actually really fun. Mm-hmm. So I've just been bulk painting lately, 012 for Infinity. So for the mm-hmm. past few days, I've been painting all of their hair. Not the same color, like four different styles, mm-hmm. just so I wouldn't get bored and yeah. go insane. And then mm-hmm. painting all of their eyes in one session this morning. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, why not yeah. Why not wait till your peak performance to just go no, and do totally. that? No, totally. I, I did, well, I... I'm going to pretend that I didn't do any Infinity painting for our next podcast that we do, or for our next D6 Minutes. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that's interesting. Tell me more about painting eyes. 
Oh, I, I was kind of lazy and didn't follow my usual formula of putting uh-huh. the dark area first and then the light in the uh-huh. middle of it. Because I'm like, eh, I put enough dark when I was painting their skin tones. This should cover it. <clears throat> but then I had to go back and touch it up because the eyes just didn't look right with without some of the dark around it. So I had to try and put a dark line over the top of their eyes after already painting the mm-hmm. white. Yeah, it's kind of like... Um... I don't know. It's kind of a pain in the butt now for me because my eyes are much worse. I have to take off my glasses or I need to wear magnifiers. I should really just wear magnifiers. I should just get used to it for, for painting uh, eyes because it's just a big pain in the butt. But if I paint eyes without <laughs> without uh, taking off my glasses, I can't see them. It's kind of terrible. Uh-huh. Well, I've just taken to buying from the drugstore reading glasses that have 1.7 times magnification to cheat my mm-hmm. way to victory. It's not cheating. That's We're old now. You have to have the right tools. Oh, sure. here's one thing. When I was making my, my uh, sky gondolas, I made them out of popsicle sticks, pink foam, insulation foam, and uh, some, what do you call it? The Which normal one? wood, the, the balsa wood, right? Oh, balsa, it's a balsa wood. And glue. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically to, to make the bend, right, uh, on the ship, right? Cause ships have like curves at the front. So what I did was, oh, also crack filler, like wood crack filler. Speckling. I basically had to like, I, I cut striations on the wood and then like bent it a little bit, broke, basically broke the popsicle stick. So mm-hmm. I had popsicle sticks, right? And then I cut striations and then I broke them a little bit to make the round thing. But it actually started hurting my fingers because of how like like how much tension i'm breaking in like in in small places right it's not one break for the entire piece it's like a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of tiny breaks right so i end up having to use pliers because i'm old now and and my fingers even cannot take just breaking popsicle sticks a whole bunch of times they started hurting i'm like okay i'm old now i gotta go take up my pliers to make this easier yeah right tool for the job now not just not just pushing through yeah. All right, well, do you want to push through into another question? Do you want to yes, start this? Yes, let's or? do it. Okay. All right, so speaking of the Sky Gondolas I did, um, so we're playing a Frostgrave Terrain, uh, not Frostgrave Terrain, a Frostgrave Campaign. Uh, and fr- the Frostgrave Campaign is, is quite fun to do, like, as a once-a-month thing, because each campaign mission often takes special terrain or stuff for that mission, Right. And so we, we've built up like a bunch of terrain for for the game. Uh, and I've been specifically, for me, been building a lot. So I guess my question is, uh, for the upcoming things, what do you think would be a good Frostgrave terrain project that you're willing to do in the next little while? Or that you, you plan on doing for our campaign? All right, roll it up. <clears throat> Four minutes. Ooh, okay. All right, so... I do plan on making stuff for the Maze of Melkor campaign, but it's actually more mm-hmm. miniatures I plan on doing rather okay. than terrain. So uh-huh. I've already done like a few of the missions later on have more of a maze element to it. For some reason, I was expecting there'd be more maze in Maze of Melkor, but, but for the most part, apparently. it's actually in rooms. But later on, some of the maze missions come up. Come up. Okay. So I've already made a whole bunch of walls for another terrain project, and those are more mm-hmm. transportable to the store without just having to drive a whole bin. Oh, nice. But future parts of the Maze of Malcor missions have a lot of imps and minor demons. Mm-hmm. Like two missions just have piles of them. And because yeah. we're more, I'd like to claim advanced players, we've upped the difficulty level by just throwing on more monsters than the mission 
includes, plus when you double the number of players, rather than having the number yeah. of monsters the mission would call for for two players, you have four players. It helps to yeah. double up the monsters. So yeah. I've got 12 imps it's and mandatory minor... to double the monsters. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it actually... Fun. Sometimes it tells you mandatorily. Other times, just, yeah, it's mandatory to have fun. Yeah. But I've got 12 imps and minor demons to paint up, because in the future missions, they come up all the time. Mm. Okay. So any future uh, train you've been inspired to do? Because you just did the gondolas. Uh, I know you did tables before. You've yeah. done a few and other I things. Had walls. The walls were more for uh, Rangers of Shadowdeep. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a general like ability to make random missions and random indoors. Um, I think I might do more walls. <laughs> I yeah. kind of want more walls and furniture. So the thing with walls is like it's... Like they're great, right, to set things up. Um, but I feel like the furniture, like it's a little bit boring if it's just a maze. Like I don't know what you call it, like in a video game where it's just walls and just a floor. It's nice to have little pieces of spot furniture, even if it, even if it's technically not supposed to do anything. Like a bookca- bookcase, mm-hmm. I want more of those. So then we start getting to the like maze missions. The, the maze will feel like kind of lived in and maybe not just mazes maybe i should do like little dead adventurers or dead kind of things just to fill out the terrain to make mm-hmm. it feel significantly more lived in maybe some more crumbling walls and and and, and perhaps i should make some walls with doors like with with entrances in, in the middle just so that there's a wider variety of maze kind of things so that would end up like filling <laughs> if i ever get to it it'll be another tub basically to fill up fill up and that's probably what i'm planning to do i have done like a little bit of terrain almost for every single kind of mission which is kind of fun right just to build this kind of terrain up and if we ever i don't know if we ever play D or uh my D group uh from work ever picks up again then you know i could i could play with actual like miniatures and terrain and stuff to make to get people in which which should be fun yeah, so, I see lots yeah. of people playing on paper, which I'm sure the paper is nice. When you see pictures of it, you're like, eh, this doesn't look so cool. Like, if you were part of the game and imagining what the dungeon was, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. But for, like, a third party watching people play D&D and just having paper there, you're like, yeah, that's not as cool as the mini games we play. Yeah, so I think the reason why I I, I, I like this kind of reusable terrain, like, what I love about the, the, the Maze of Malcor is that is it does feel like a lot of the terrain is reusable in other games. Um, is that for D&D, I realized that most people who play D&D don't play war games. And so when they play D&D, that's their fill of war game-like play. And so if you actually had miniatures and actual terrain and combat scenarios and things like that, um, it's basically my hope is to be a stepping stone to get my coworkers to play more miniature games mm-hmm. always be thinking about how to build your community yeah so that's basically it okay so oh i'm trying to think which direction to go with the next question but i think i'll go with the one that i've had sitting on this the longest okay. so because we talk about gw so much let's just throw a gw one in here sure out of the chaos space marines which of the, because there's the four major factions of the mm-hmm. of the demons. Yep. Which Chaos Space Marine 
faction do you think is the coolest out of, I guess, this Chaos core? Space Marines. Out of, not I guess, Chaos Gods. Yes, we no. haven't done Chaos Space Marine Gods. Uh, we haven't done Chaos Space Marines before. Yeah, so out of Korn, Nurgle, Zinch, and Slanish, which ones okay. do you think look the coolest? Chaos Space Marine version, not the Chaos God. Not All the right. demons, not the god, not fluff. The Chaos Space Marines. Yes. All, right. All right, four minutes. Yeah. Okay, so let's just go. We have four minutes. We can kind of go through them. So the the actual uh, Space Marines are Plague Marines for Nurgle, Corn mm-hmm. Berserkers for Corn. Uh, uh, Zinch is the Thousand Sons, which are like Egyptian looking, supposed to be empty suit, empty suited guys. Yep. And then they also act. And then the last one is uh, Noise Marines. Yes. Um. I think it's not the two. So so there's there's two things. Okay. So when I was younger, I definitely thought Noise Marines were the coolest. They were like space marines with punk rock hair and guitars. It was so ridiculously over the top. Um, but then they redid Nurgle Plague Marines, and they not only made Plague Marines, they made Terminators. And um, those yeah, Terminators and Plague Marines are just like newer and more fancy, so they ended up being nicer models. Yeah, so I've actually them. bought play like bought play marines i haven't purchased like uh noise marines um but they did release a heavy metal noise marine which is pretty cool except that he's a little bit short which i don't like so i guess ideally i think i think my the love of that i had for the idea of, of noise marines is still the highest like if they had brand spanking new noise marines that were all like top quality and true scale I definitely would like Noise Marines more with the Slanesh version. Um, however, in terms of what's actually out there, in terms of what has been sculpted, the Plague Marines are, in my opinion, the best models right now. Yeah, I, I guess I was thinking of this question mostly because I've been looking at like third-party 3D printing stuff lately because I ordered a bit of it to use for our game. Yep. But like, because that goes those are all about the same par when you look at the different type of their representation of mm-hmm. Chaos Space Marines. But yeah, you are right that lately they've been giving Nurgle a lot of love for yeah. the Chaos Space Marines. Like they've had the boxes that even you buy the random box of a Nurgle Marine, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool, really cool idea. And like the shared boxes, the split box with the Ultramarines was the Nurgle was the other half. So yeah, Nurgle's yeah, for getting... the beginning of eighth. So yeah, if we're going to talk about like if you put an army on the table with a lot of Chaos Space Marines, yeah, you'd, I would agree you could build the coolest looking Nurgle army just because they've updated it and the new sculpts are great. But yeah. if I went like with third-party stuff and could get like any look I wanted and just wanted to paint uh-huh. one of them, yeah, still, I would be going with the kids' version. Oh, God, Noise Marines are amazing. And, like embracing the 80s origins of yes. Warhammer to just be super punk. And, it's, yeah, and hair metal. or <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just such a ridiculously over-the-top thing like how could you not like it it kind of reminds me of uh also uh fury road as well yes so. it embraces that like post-apocalyptic look <laughs> ridiculous with- kind of thing i don't know how they're like giant speakers on their shoulder pads and their guitars are actually killing anyone but it's pretty freaking cool i actually this is a kind of a common trait in the um media that i consume 
there is a common idea in Chinese like uh, fantasy movies where uh, Chinese fantasy is like a bunch of like martial artists, right? Those are the basically they're like fighting wizards, like right. And so some of the wizards, so most of the guys run around with swords and stuff like that, but some of the guys will have like a or or, or girl fighters will have like a instrument, like a mandolin, basically. Mm -hmm. And then they, for some reason, when they play it, they shoot like sound blasts and kill people. It's pretty common. So hmm. apparently, it crosses all boundaries. It's just a cool idea. Yeah. It's, well, if they do tenth edition with noise marines, it may be dangerous to both of us. Who knows? Oh my god. I'd I'd only buy one squad, but that would be an awesome squad. Everyone would. You just have yeah. like a little diorama with a rock stage of those noise marines playing. You have to rock it out to a whole bunch of I don't know cultists basically. Like cheering, that'd be if, awesome. If they're dreadnought with the speakers on shoulders, ah, oh, it would be so good. Yeah, they, mm -hmm. they don't have Terminator noise marines. I don't know how that would look, but yeah. Anyways, uh, that is basically that. So uh, that has been uh, this episode of D6 Minutes. If you have any questions that you want us to answer, or you have any comments on the the questions we've answered, we'd love to hear them. We love answering questions. We may we have like we've, we've answered quite a few now. Uh, I think as we talked about, uh, we, we short, we kind of mentioned a little bit in the beginning of the podcast, uh, we are coming up to the 100th episode for Dice Over Everything. However, we started D6 Minutes 30 episodes in. And so we've kind of decided we want to harmonize those so that uh, as of now, we've kind of been releasing one D6 Minutes with one, pod, one uh, full podcast. Um, we want to basically catch up with these six minutes to, when we get to 100. So that way, you know, we can go back to, to normal. And also, because these six minutes take a little bit less time, gives mm -hmm. us a little bit of a break uh, when we get to that 100 to, like, you know, get our bearings and figure out what we're going to do for the next 100. So we need a lot of questions coming up. Yep. So does season one – oh, we'll, we'll talk about how long season one of the long form will be later. <laughs> Anyhow. Yep. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so email us some questions at contact at diceovereverything.com. Yeah, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. It's been Brandon. Bye.